you're listening to your NBA podcast with David and Kay. Kay, I can't do this. Kay, Kay. I do appreciate it. I do really appreciate you doing these intros all the time. Kay. And then bursting my eardrums. I know this is an NBA show, but some <laughs> things are bigger than basketball. Are we talking about the coronation? You're talking about your colonial slave master king, right? Well, our colonial slave oh, yeah. master <laughs> king. That's yeah. true. Oh my god. Literally, Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, went to, uh, is, is in the UK. I oh, think. did he? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I, think, I, w- I wonder if uh, Australian prime minister went there too. I think he did. Maybe not this week, but I think he went recently. So it says here, just, just, to, just to caveat that. Uh, he did pledge allegiance to King Charles at the monarch's coronation and has been described as crucial by his own government, despite the prime minister's stance as a staunch Republican. So he's doing this for the good of the nation, if you will, like based on the status quo, as he said, but I think his own personal beliefs and that of his party, which of the Labour Party is, uh, you know, to go Republican. To go Republican. Interesting, interesting. He's coming as a representative of Australia, though. So I assume same as Justin Trudeau. He's coming as a representative of Canada. Of course, of course. I wonder which of these two... Uh, what do you... They're not colonies. What do you call them? What do you call... Dominions? Mm. What do you call this? What do you call Canada and Australia? Yeah, yeah Minions is good. Dominions are... Not, not Minions. Yeah, Minions is good. What, what are these things? Outposts. <laughs> Yeah. Outposts. Uh, I wonder which of these important outposts ba- is back, backups. These backups. <laughs> Pris- prisoner ex- prisoner exports. Harry calls it spare. I wonder which of these redheaded ste- stepchilds is the first to go republic. Which one's the first to throw the tea into the into the ocean, so to speak? Um. Mm, if I had to guess, I would say because oh, I don't know because I don't live in Canada, so I don't know what the public outcry is to get you know create a new flag or to yeah get, remove yourself from the monarchy or the disdain for the ro- royal family. I, I don't know what the the tension is there at all. But in Australia, there is quite a it's become quite a popular topic that it's um like surfaced and bubbled up to quite a mainstream topic that people like to discuss. And it's either the two sides, it's kind of like quite polarizing. There's two sides, either want to go, yeah, uh, you know, pro-monarchy or you're you know, anti-monarchy, basically. There's no, there's not as much in between. So um, yeah, it's been quite a mainstream topic. It's been something that a lot of the talk shows and Australian talk shows have, have spoken about and kind of given the two cents. And I guess the people that want to, remain as part of the commonwealth are just more of conservative flavor which i think the younger generation is not so that might be as as the years go on and king charles maybe after king charles dies i don't I, how, how old is he like 70 in his 70s 80s maybe i think he must be in the 70s probably he he kind of feels like the last one of like this type of king like this type of royalty interesting what's your personal view on this no, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about that. I don't care about them at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would say that uh, I don't mind either. I do not mind that. Mm. I feel like it gives legitimacy. Well, it used to give legitimacy. I think now both Canada and Australia have, have developed their own culture and history. So it's a little bit different. <laughs> what you this, is, this is not what you wanted to talk about. I kind of st- steered. 
the conversation. What do you, this, this is what our no, listeners no, no, no. tune in for, okay? This is what our <laughs> listeners want to know. This is a stuff that no. Woj does not report on. Because he's too <laughs> fucking busy reading the Houston Rocket press releases. Actually, that's pretty, impo- that's pretty important, actually. That's an important news item. The Bucks firing uh, Budenhauser. I would say Nurse is a top name, and I would that be my recommendation. Woj's on-air segment where he ended it by saying that the coach that the Bucks are currently looking at is still coaching in the playoffs. Mm, are you sure it's not Darvin Ham that he's, he might be referring to? I mean, that's not a total joke, right? Because Darvin Ham was part of Bud's staff, I believe, and he is mm. close with Giannis. Because Giannis is up for an extension, and it's possible that Giannis bails. So you got to bring a big name. I'm talking about a nurse. I'm talking about... Perhaps like a Frank Vogel. Well, they're all. Two, two of them are available. Nurse and Bud are literally available. No, but Bud's just fired. Oh, not Bud, sorry. Well, Bud, they just, they just fired Bud. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying two, two of the last four uh, head coaches that won the championship are free agents. Um, but again, just by going with uh, Woj's report, it seems to be pointing to Doc. But who knows? How about the game we just saw today? Warriors Lakers. I also watched. I also watched the Heat Knicks in the morning uh, when you were probably asleep. I was asleep. Let's go there. I did not watch this game. Did you have any comments about Heat Knicks? Uh, only comment is that uh, Brunson may be slightly overrated as a guy that can carry your team. Um, I think he definitely can be the second guy for sure. Like he can easily be the second guy. But when your team doesn't have the guy, and I don't think Jalen Brunson is the guy. Um, it makes it really hard to be a competitive playoff team that can score, especially when you can scout Jalen Brunson. Like Julius Randle had a really bad shooting day in game three and Jimmy Butler was like just everywhere, like just everything. And basically every, every game Jim, Jimmy Butler has played, he's only lost once this playoff God. against the Bucks, I think. God. So the Heat on a fucking scorcher, they killed the Knicks this game. Like it wasn't, it wasn't competitive basically. Um, and the thing that, about the Knicks as well is like they have no interior defense. It, 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 like, you, I think people confuse the energy and activity with defense, but in reality, the way the Heat are like the passing the ball, and, and Kevin Love is such a good, like, he's actually, I, I don't know, I don't understand why the Cavs got rid For of him. For free. He, he's such a good, he's, he's so good at passing the ball and playing around the ball. He's not like a great shooter as much anymore. Like, he can still shoot, mm. but he's not like, but his IQ of like, Get, setting his team up, getting them easy looks, um, like kind of standing around, screening. He kind of like does everything. And rebounding too, which is, you know, mm. he, he does really well. And then passing it from the rebound. Like he sets his teammates so well. Um, they just had so many easy looks. Like it wasn't like this, like this game, they may look so easy. Like it made them, the Knicks look like pathetic, honestly. There's not too much more to say about the series apart from Knicks needs some serious talent center. Like, Mitchell Robinson and uh, Zaya Hartenstein looked good against the Cavs because I don't know how they were trolling fucking defensive player like nominee Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, the guy that I once loved. Like, they made them look silly. But in this series, they just, like, Bam is just eating them for lunch. Like, taking them out to lunch and stealing the lunch and eating the breakfast and just doing whatever he wants around. Like, he's not making every shot. He's still missing a lot of his shots for some reason, but he's just getting easy looks all the time 
Because it's not like, like unless Julius Randle is a bit injured still, uh, can can get out and defend every single possession. Like his Bam is just like kind of free roaming, just doing whatever he wants, rebounding the ball, getting like getting to the bucket. And like it's, and Jimmy Butler too, same thing. He's just getting to the bucket. No one can guard him. Hart tries to guard him. Barrett tries to guard him. It's like it doesn't mean anything. He just he just goes wherever he wants. So I picked the Knicks in seven, which is looking like a terrible pick. It's very unlikely. But I would say that Knicks coming back to beat the Heat is more likely than, say, like the Suns beating the Nuggets, even though both are 2-1. But mm. I, I would I still have way more confidence in Knicks coming back because the Heat, like, just injury, like, you never know when the next uh, player is going to go down. You know, like, oh, hey, Tyler Hero is out. Okay, Victor Depot comes in. Okay, uh, he's... He's out. Jimmy Butler, uh, play like Rose's ankle. Okay, he he's out. The Heat already have lost all their players. Like all the other players are now kind of like healthy, right? Oh, Butler was hop like at the third quarter when they were up by twenty. He was hobbling around in the third quarter, and he's still playing. Like so it's something he can obviously handle, but it's not great that he's hobbling around so much against. Like he, it's easy for him the Knicks, but. I don't think whoever's easy of a time against the Celtics. Right, right. Or even the Sixers for that matter. But yeah, definitely the Celtics. You need 100% peak healthy Jimmy Butler. So they better hope that they get rid of the Knicks as quickly as possible. And because, yeah, this this ankle injury is it doesn't bode well for the like getting to the finals. This series has really surprised me just because I thought we both watched that Atlanta, the playing game versus Atlanta. Like, we just thought, oh, God, I just thought he'd have no offensive talents or ability at all. Mm. Like, mm. how can, who are these people? Who oh. are these, like, these Max Struess? <laughs> Gabe Vincent? They're fucking, like, they're, playing really they're well. like fucking putting up 20 points every night now. <laughs> they're playing really, they're all, like, playing really well. Mm. RJ Barrett, also, RJ Barrett was coming to his own as well from game four, uh, in the Cavs series, and then he he kept it going. Game one of the of the Heat series, he was playing really well. He's still playing really well. He, he, even game three, he was playing um, super well. But the thing is, like, no one got like the way I can tell that he's not taken seriously is that no one guards him. He's still open. He's on thirteen points in like the first quarter or second quarter, and he's still being like, you know, at most like one guy would just come out and because they don't trust him. Like, no one thinks he's like a knockdown shooter. And he hasn't earned it. He's earned it. He's a good defensive player for sure, but he's not the number one guy at all. Like he's not even the number. Like he might barely be the number three guy between him and Hart. And to be honest, I don't think he's the number three guy. He's probably Hart's the number three guy on this team. Where's Lakers? Look, I don't think we need to spend too much time on this, just because it, it was a blowout. But you asked me. You ask me, do I need to apologize to D'Lo? I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure about that. I don't think so. That's where I'm leaning because, on one hand, I recognize what he's meant for this team. I don't know if they'll be here if it wasn't for D'Lo. On the other hand, D'Lo is just for me to watch. It's just I. I don't like watching D'Lo's basketball. He makes terrible mistakes. He's terrible at defense and. It's okay if you're terrible at defense. Just be neutral. Just let your guy score. Not only does he let his your his guy score, he commits like fouls on, on like cheap fouls when they're scoring, so that he gives up n ones. Today he, t- he gave up like a take foul. I just rather not have that type of um, up and down. If we do believe that the Lakers are contemplating giving D'Lo giving D'Lo a hundred million dollar contract, 
or even, you know, let's say 105, 110 million, then I'd just rather the Lakers offer that to Kyrie. Yeah, but I don't think it works that way. Like they, they own D'Lo's bird rights, meaning like they can go over the, the, the cap for D'Lo, but they can't sign Kyrie off the street. Oh, okay, okay. So then I, I didn't know that. Like you can't just like replace like, cause you're over the luxury tax, you can't just go sign fucking Giannis for 200 right. million. It just adds right. to like, you have to sign, you can only sign your own players that you have the bird rights to um, over the cap. Otherwise you have to be under the cap to be able to sign free agents. And so that's why Kyrie would probably only, if you wanted to keep this team, would only be able to join this team for the mid-level um, exception. Um, meaning you can go over the, that's the only time you can go over a tax if you're already, over, uh, uh, sorry, over the right. cap, if you are already over the cap, which the Lakers would be if they do sign Rui, Reeves, yeah, forget D'Lo. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Rui and Reeves would probably put them over the cap and any other sort of com- combination of players that they have. So in this instance, I would say to the Lakers, under no circumstance should you sign D'Lo. Try to develop Rui into a offensive weapon. That's the thing like with non-ball handlers, like ball handlers, at least like D'Lo can find their own, like that's, that's always been the selling point for D'Lo is that he can generate his own shot. No problem, right? He can, gen- he can play off ball. He can generate his own shot. He can dribble. He can, he can get to the rim and attack. He can pass it, like he's showing abilities to pass it, but yeah, he's not the best passer, like, as you said. So those are all great traits. Like you talk about Jordan Poole being worth 120 mil or he's getting paid 110 or whatever like that. Like Jordan Poole can't do a lot of the stuff um, that D'Lo can do. But I would say Jordan Poole is a much better shooter, but we're talking about consistency and we're talking about all these traits. D'Lo has it. Like he has all these abilities, but he just can't do it on a consistent uh, nightly basis. But that's why I think he's worth that too, because the market's set. You've got guys like Hero, you've got guys like Paul, you've got Anthony Simons, you've got these kind of like pocket players getting paid close to over 90 mil. And that's what Dealer's going to get. And so if you're the Lakers, if you're Palenka, you have to basically say, do we want this team like intact? And especially if they win the NBA championship, which, oh, even if they make the NBA final, sorry. Like, I think that's a serious, serious thing that Palenka will have to consider. Um, do we just keep this team? Do we just run it back one more year um, um, and then see what happens like after LeBron's contract retire, uh, runs out after, after next season? You know, and then make the big decisions of ripping it apart. Uh, because this team re- is 2-1 up on, against the defending champions. They really have a great chance to win against the Warriors. And then they'll be in the conference finals. And then all bets are off. Like, I really don't know if the Lakers like, really could pull it off against the Nuggets because... Th- AD is that good. Like AD so dominant that AD could be better than Jokic uh, if the Nuggets uh, get to the conference finals. It's a very real possibility. And if, if this all happens, uh, like, would you be that stubborn that you wouldn't sign Dilo um, to run it back and try again if you're a top four team in, in the league? Reality speaking, they can't replace Dilo's production. That, like they can't expect Dennis Schroeder or Rui or even Reeves. Like, uh, like I love Reeves. Like you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not like he's not like just a Caruso type of player. He's way better than Caruso. Um, he's so he's such a great offensive weapon. Like Caruso is good defensively. I have to admit, I've, I was wrong on that a little bit. Um, but like Reeves is way way better offensively. But he struggled um, trying to find his own shot. He struggles to kind of get. Um, 
you know, his own points himself and, and they even score consistently. He's wide open a few times game three and was like zero for five. Uh, I don't know what he ended up on, but he, he like, you know, he's like shooting pretty terribly. He's been playing really badly this entire series, to be honest. So basically what you're saying is the Lakers are going to be over the cap and because they have Delo's bird right, in which case what you're basically paying is just overpaying and in, in tax for, for Delo. Um, because if you don't, then you lose them. You don't get to replace them. So then you have to make up whatever Delo brings from your other players. Or you don't even sign those players and you go for broke and sign Kyrie and convince Kyrie to sign the smallest amount of money that they have left um, that they can give a free Well, agent. Kyrie's definitely not going to do that. I would sign D'Lo to a reasonable contract, like $100 million maybe, if I, if I want the optionality of also moving him. Because at $100 million, then I think D'Lo might, I don't know about $100 million, but let's just say a good deal. On a good deal, I think there's some, you, you get to keep the asset so you can still move it, right? Whereas you let them go, then you don't have you don't have that chip anymore. You don't have the asset. I think Dilo is gonna ask because like if it's not a max, then he can just join any team, right? Any team can offer him the same deal, right? So I if I was Dilo, if I was Dilo's agent, I would ask get the most money possible for the most amount of years, like uh, the longest contract. I mean, I want to get paid eighteen mil for you know five years or something like that, or four years, sorry. Okay, well, 18, four years, I think that's a good deal, right? Yeah, that's actually, yeah. It would be like more like 25, I guess, yeah. Sorry. I mean, 25, I'm not sure about that. No, you can't do 25. But what I'm saying is Dilo might want that, but I'm not sure if his, his value is that high outside of the Lakers. I think the team will offer that, yeah. I feel like a team will offer him that. 100 mil is not that much this, this, these days. Like, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's really not much. Then Dilo should do his best and, you know, play with Dinwiddie or whoever else is over in Washington. So let's talk about the Nuggets. I have to be honest, this is actually the series that I'm most enjoying. Oh, really? Oh, I was, I was thinking this is one that I thought I would enjoy the most. I thought, like, coming into the, in, coming into the series, like, before game one of, of this uh, conference semifinals between Nuggets and Suns, mm. I thought this would be my favorite series, like, uh, like coming away from it. It has been Warriors and Lakers, and I think generally the the media was the most hyped up about Warriors and Lakers. I think Game 1 set the, set the record for most televised, uh, watched televised NBA game in the history or something like that, which is pretty crazy for our conference semifinals. But I mean, that's what Steph and LeBron gets you. And that's, you know, that's obviously why Adam Silver, as you know, it's been reported, fixed, fixed the games with the Kings and the Grizzlies, like, you know, suspending and, you know, making sure like guys got suspended and, like Sabonis and you know, you know, like Draymond Diggins is spent, you know, like obviously, right? Like Adam Silver didn't uh, fix those games to make sure we got the Warriors and Lakers so that he would get the revenue. Actually, I mean, you could be right. I mean, the Lakers and Warriors, this is like great matchup, great respect between the players. I today I messaged you how Draymond was like helping the Lake uh, AD up on trans in transition, mm, mm, mm. which mm. you never you would never see that right normally. Yeah, yeah, There's some good sportsmanship there, yeah, for sure. And it's also like when LeBron went for that dive and jumped over the first row, you could see like they were like, Steph and LeBron were having like a joke um, between them, like when LeBron came back sort of thing, like, hey, I don't know, hey, see what an old man did kind of like thing. And you could see Steph laughing. Exactly, which is not the type of respect uh, you saw in both the, the Kings the series, Kings the Kings game, Warriors yeah. series, the Grizz. were definitely not the Grizzlies, right? Yeah, series. for sure, for sure. Yeah. So it's actually really refreshing to see that. Um, 
So it's a great series. That's great about the Lakers series. But on the other hand, I mean, he had two blowouts basically when where like the fourth quarter didn't even get played because mm. like you know it was the the score is so lopsided. Fair Whereas enough. I feel like the Nuggets the Nuggets series it's more consistent in sort of going down not to the wire necessarily, but mm. you know competitive all the way through. You have Devin Booker basically like clawing to to try and score like you know forty points every night. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just feels like yeah, it is more competitive, and the final score doesn't reflect like how close it was throughout the game because it's like for most of the game it's like four points, five points Nuggets lead. But to me, it's like it's so hard for the Suns to get a lead because it's so easy for the Nuggets to then string some points together and. Like, why the scores look like blowouts is because Jamal Murray would go in, like, a fucking tear in the fourth quarter and score, like, nine straight points. Or, like, KCP hits, like, some key three-pointers, like, two three-pointers in a row sort of thing. And then it turns a four-point lead to a a, a ten-point lead, you know? Um, and then, you know, Kem Durant missing some shots, blah, 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 missing some shots. And then the fucking out of it. Then there's, like, only a minute left and they're still down by um, down by six or seven. Um, and then free throws happen. So, like, like I, I kind of do enjoy it because Denver just are kind of suffocating them in, in such a slow manner. And, uh, like, but it also makes me sad that Kevin Durant and Dem- Devin Booker especially, you know, Devin Booker is scoring, like, 36 points per game. He, like, they're just not getting enough help. And it doesn't help that Chris Paul is out until game six, I believe. Oh, he's not coming he's back. probably not coming back. But, I mean, he originally reported that he was out games um, two, three, four. When did he get injured? I think it was, he got injured game two. So he was going to be out game three, four, and five. Yeah. When LeBron got, had his groin injury, I think he was out for like... Well, LeBron's 18. a little bitch. Okay. I'm not going to reply to that. But when LeBron had was injured, a real man's injury. Mm-hmm. Okay? Groin. His groin. <laughs> yeah, groin injury. <laughs> Because it was a large area. Let's just say LeBron's groin injury, king-sized. Yeah, okay, king-sized. The king-sized patch of land, okay? right, yeah. He was out for 18 games. Mm. So I'm not sure. One for every inch. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus. No wonder Dylan Brooks, like, hit that part. (laughs) Couldn't miss. It was like a fucking... I was like fucking dangling outside of the shorts. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Originally, the report was like he's going to be checked after a week. That doesn't mean anything. That's like they were checking Zion like after a week. <laughs> they were checking. Like how many times have checking, we heard that? Checking how, um, how, many, how much weight he weighs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like how many times have we heard that? Like we'll, we'll do an evaluation of Zion like in a week's time. The, 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 come on. This is the playoffs, okay? And this is Chris Paul, who specializes in playoff injuries. Um, so, look, it's game by game. It's This is pretty definitive. He's saying, like, he's out for games three, four, five. So we know it's pretty serious to be out for this many games, uh, which I guess is like a week. So, like you said, they're going to reevaluate it in a week and see if he's available for game six. By game six, he'll be either doubtful or questionable, I would, I would, I would kind of guess. Um, but... To be honest, like let's just see if they get to Game Six, because like I said, it just it just feels like Denver is in control of the series, and unless Devin Booker and Kevin Durant can both score forty points every single um, game, uh, which is very possible to be honest, but um, it would take like that type of Herculean effort for them to 
get out of the series. And it will be a seven-game series if they do score 40 points each. I'm not sure about five games, but uh, six games, I think it's in play. And maybe I don't think it will be seven if Denver... Yeah, the way Denver are playing, I think that was like six, like five or six, yeah. But we need some different level of play from the Suns, basically. And yeah. Like, well, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it? Because Aiden's like scoring four points oh, a game. Man. Well, Aiden's scoring like four points a game. You can't do that. You can't do that. Like, it's, he's such... Like, Monty Williams already hate he's him. He's such a bust. It's so unfortunate. Like, the Suns could have had any number of superstar players in that draft, and they drafted the one guy that guy smaller than him like much braver than him going to the paint and he's seven foot two i'm gonna guess it here because i can't i can't quite see it but he's probably averaging right now like 10 points per game and eight rebounds a game compared to Jokic, who's averaging 31 points per game 17.3 rebounds per game and nine assists per game these are your two these are two centers these are your two centers by the way and don't forget, I mean, the Suns literally have no other players, so they, like, all those rebounds are for Aiton to get. But, yeah, those are rebounds that he should be getting, but he's only averaging eight rebounds a game, which is higher than his normal average, but that's because it's playoff time, and Monty's like, hey, we need you against Jokic. But you look at the flip side, like Devin Booker is scoring a lot, 36 points per game, seven assists per game. But what's his counterpart score? Jamal Murray. Uh, apart from the last game, he's been he's been doing a pretty good job, like handling his own and and defending. Uh, uh, not maybe not Booker so much, but you know all the other players, um, and also just scoring a lot of points when 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 needed. So the counterpart to Booker isn't as bad as the counterpart is to Jokic, and I think that really was like Jokic is so good that he just dominates Aiton, while Jamari Murray and Devin Booker. Yes, Devin Booker is is superstar. He's playing his, at his own level. But Jamal Murray is pretty good. Like he's doing it, he's holding his own as well. So yeah. And then like I, I thought in the beginning of the series, like Kevin Durant would be like twenty twenty one against the Bucks. Kevin Durant, like that's what my expectation was for them to win. And he he's playing well enough, but I just think Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. as like a tandem is doing a good job of any defense and offense um, discrepancy. Because um, Kevin Durant is, is great defensively as well. I think that's what a lot of people miss. He's he's long. He gets re- he's fucking out rebounding Aiton. Like you see him battling in in, in the paint with like secure offensive rebounds. What Aiton's staying on the side, which got to be depressing Durant, right? It oh, has to be depress sure. Durant oh, that sure. he has to play like forty plus minutes, score thirty plus, and be elite, uh, get more rebounds than Aiton. Yeah, I mean that's got to be depressing you, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, can I get some help? Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I, I hope I, I hope there's another few more games like this because I didn't watch Game 3 because I think it was too early for me uh, or too late for me. But I, I do hope there's more games I can see of because I, I think I really enjoy watching Devin score and I enjoy the Nuggets team play and I have come to appreciate Jokic a lot more just mm. because I don't think I've seen him dominate this consistently. Like, to be this consistently dominant in a series means you're fucking killing it. You're that good that... Even though you're the best player on the team and you know the other team's best, all the coaches are devising ways to stop you, you're averaging more than you did in the regular season. See, you're surprised because you don't watch Jokic and you're mm. biased against him. But this is what he's like. That's his game. It's not like he jumps higher in the playoffs. He barely yeah. jumps. 
Yeah. He, he, this game travels. This game, like he. Yeah. He barely jumps and he shoots a three. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Although he's not shooting three that well. But yeah, you're right. He's so dominant in the paint that he gets whatever he wants and like two point. He, he just he's I just out muscles Aiton as well. Like he just backs down and just does a little hook shot like two inches from the rim, and of course he's going to get it in. And I think for the Suns, it's just that they'd have no depth. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless Durant and Booker scores at least seventy points, but probably they at least 80. eighty points, I would say. Yeah, and you know they have done that, and that's why they've won. But you know, to ask to do that over a seven-game series, that's difficult. That's the expectation, though. Because you just have no room for error. Essentially, mm, like you have one yeah. bad night, and you're going to get blown out. Essentially, um, and they get no help. I would say though that Cam Durant is the easiest player to score 45 points. Look, I've come to believe that Kevin Durant can't be the best the best player on your team, which is different than saying he can't be the leading scorer on the team, but on Golden State, Steph was a better player basically. In other Oof. words, if Steph wasn't if Steph wasn't I'm not saying Steph let scoring. I'm saying without Steph, that offense would have not worked with just Durant. And it's clear, it's clear on the Suns that you need Devin Booker. Devin Book is the game. He's a team. You can't have Durant try to win you the series. Otherwise, you're going to get the Brooklyn experience. Oh, well, he almost won single-handedly, but... Oh, that's true. Fair enough. I can't, I, can't, I can't dispute that because they ended up losing. So, like, what can you say? I'm I'm glad that they on the board. Like I'm glad that they got this win because I think it's important to Katie's legacy actually that they don't get fucking swept because that's what it looked it was looking like. Um, but having said that, I don't think it's going to get much better. I feel like it's going to end in five. Okay, Kay. Uh Another great show. Many exciting games over the next couple of days, and these series will really get into shape. So that by the next pod, I think we'll really know. We'll be close. We'll be we'll be close to some things for sure. I think if we if we delay it by like a day or two, like instead of like recording seven days later, we call it like eight days. I think we probably know all of the results, or we'll know who the conference fi- we'll know the conference finals basically. Okay, um, so that's our show for this week. Uh, look, Devin Booker, don't be don't be too hard. Don't be too hard on yourself. You go home to Kendall. You did all you can. You, you know, you always have the summer to look forward to. Get back on that boat and kiss the ring. Kiss the ring of D'Lo! The championship ring of D'Lo! <laughs> and the All-Star jersey too. Don't forget the All-Star jersey. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya.
Thank you for listening to Your MBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your MBA Podcast.